Hey guys, it's Joe Houghton. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening. Um, I just wanted to bring your attention to a couple things. Uh, since you love podcasts, I'm actually going to be doing another podcast, which is completely scripted. It's post-apocalyptic sci-fi. I do six different voices, and I guess it could be a kind of a fun little game to figure out which character is me, because we're not going to list it as they air. So keep an eye out for the pack, and I'll let you know on Twitter. Um, if you follow ca- at Caverns Pod, I'm sure we'll retweet it and let you know when that's out. Are they <laughs> six vaguely Eastern European characters? No, they're all different, all different uh, accents, all different uh, timbers. Estonian. Whoa, wait, wait, we're allowed to do other podcasts? That I don't think this competes because this is it's a this is mine's a narrative post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, that podcast. sounds so much better than this one. Oh yeah, you want to come there? Oh yeah, let's go. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Fired. <laughs> Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, the party freed the captured villagers from the Knoll encampment and rushed to warn Eperik of the advancing Knoll army. You and the other refugees from the knoll camp run as hard as you can for as long as you can until you feel that you've made your escape not all of the captives are accounted for when you do the roll call but the four of you manage to find each other and you and the others return to the city of Eberik as quickly as you can And it's just dawn coming up as you finally make your way there, exhausted. And the gates open. And shocked looks on the guards greet you as you enter. Hey, we've brought some friends. This is all that remains of the neighboring village. They've been massacred by gnolls. Well, then I don't think they're all from that village. I think some of them have been picked up in other villages that have also been destroyed. I say, good, good thinking on you. Yes, about four of us, actually. Just the four of you? Four villages. Oh, that makes more sense. Yes, thought you would have picked that up from context. Oh, I kind of did. It's just she didn't, and I didn't want to make her feel bad about it. Oh, I understand. You know I'm standing right here. You don't have to talk about me in the Yes, you person. are, sweetie. Good for you, standing. We need to make defenses. We need to put up, like, walls. We need to reinforce them with pipes. We need to get ready. Everyone needs to learn how to run. Oh, run or fight or both? Except if, if some of you run and some of you stay and fight, the ones who stay and fight are going to die. Let's stay and fight. Let's, uh, no, make... let's run. Well, you'd, we can't outrun a bunch of gnolls. You'd I think we better can. go up to the longhouse, I think. Oh, I hate going to the longhouse. Wait, which one's the longhouse? The one that's long. Ooh, it looks like a penis. Yes, that's what they meant by longhouse. The penis house. So the guards sort of accompany you and shepherd you along as well as the uh, the leader of the escape committee comes with you because he was one of the shire reeves of the village oh, hello by the way my name is fook my name is daryl um by the way daryl um i have some bad news it's about your boyfriend Wait, blair yes he um he made his final stand to save the rest of the captives i didn't want to break the news what a selfish selfless man 
The name Daryl sounds very, very familiar. He said Blair. Oh, Blair? I thought he said Daryl. Blair. I'm Daryl. He's, uh, yes. he's Daryl. His boyfriend's Blair. Blair's dead. Daryl's here. Can we just please knock on the door? You're ushered up to the longhouse, and they bring you inside, and Esma sits upon her chair at the end of the hall. Oh, hello. My name is Fook. We've already met her. We're oh. not big, huge fans of her. All right. Just FYI. I was not expecting you to bring people back with you. Well, the more the merrier. Were you expecting us to die? Is that it? Well, I couldn't just come out and say that now, could I? Oh, so you wanted us to die. Are you working with the gnolls? That's a big leap in logic. No, I just expected you to die. Or expected nothing to happen. I expected there either A, no gnolls, nothing. B, you die. So. Oh, yes, lots of gnolls. And we're not dead. So there you go. Surprisingly, because that situation should have been much more deadly than it seemed to be. Don't attempt fate, Fook. The people have told me that there are a large number of them, not just a small band. No, it's an entire army. An entire army, and they're they're led by some sort of cultists. And there is a very bad demon at the center of it all. Well, he might just be kind of bad. We didn't really get a good look. Right, well, uh, you might be speaking of the Flind. The what? The Flind. I should have told you this. Oops. Snakey would know that sometimes when the when a particular knoll has a strong connection with their demon lord, you know who, uh, he becomes a flint who is a smart, intelligent leader, unlike knoll, unlike most the knolls have. This is a very special individual. Every so often, you know who picks like a teacher's pet, and that special knoll gets like super special powers, and they're smarter than any average knoll. You know, I feel like you're really holding back a lot of things that you just, uh, you should be sharing and telling us up front. But I she's mean, such an intelligent child. But she's holding back a lot of shit that Agata, gets us... are you all right? I'm fine. Uh, because you seem to be testy these days. I am a little testy. I have a lot of pent-up tension that I have not been able to get out. Shh. I'm trying to read. Hank is reading his book. Uh, so that page that you had the book open to uh, is titled Teleport Through Time, but it's not like a regular spell book where how to cast the spell is written in it. This is more information about the spell. Uh, The writer of this book hates the spell. Uh, For mortals should not be messing with time. Mortals should not meddle in the great plan of Kronos. No known wizard has ever been able to master the spell, except one, who, finding himself unable to teach it to any of his students, he created several scrolls. These are very rare, and the only known way of casting the spell teleport through time. The writer of the book has no idea where they are, but there is a ritual that you can prepare to trap a user of these scrolls so that you can divert their path from wherever they are trying to jump to to the circle that you have created to trap them. And when you catch them, you must destroy them. For those who meddle in time know not what they do and must be stopped. Oh, guys, I I got some good news and some bad news. It's all going to be boring news. Well, okay. So the bad news is I do not now know how to travel through time with time powers as I expected. The good news is 
No way, this isn't good either. Fook interrupts and says, why have I written the word reward very largely inside my shield? Because we're supposed to get a reward, right, lady? Are you all right? I'm fine. Seriously? Yes, I'm fine. Would you like to sit down for a while? I'm good. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Okay. Right, you have rescued several of my uh, serfs, and you did complete the task I had assigned to you, so... Yeah, duh. As promised, Snakey, you will be allowed to resettle within the boundaries of the town. In fact, all of you are given grants of land. Ooh. Why would we want to stay and get a piece of land well, in I, places that are going to be attacked and slaughtered any minute? Can now? I get this in writing? It might be useful in the future. It's probably not going to be useful in the future. Right, we will. We're all going to be dead. Are you all right? No, I am not all right. I told you I'm getting a little irritated. I don't like the words that you use. I have no intention of letting my people die. We will fight them to the last. Yes, you will fight them to the, the last. The walls of Eberik have never fallen. Oh, all right. Well, still, I'd like to get this thing in writing. Yes, well, you can go down to the uh, to the records office and the plots on the edge of town should be good enough. Well, I also seem to have a little footnote here saying you knew something about his his search through these books. Yes, there is, in fact, a tome. There is a tome of Kronos, edition 3.5, that you can find within the... Yeah, is uh, it this book right here that I got? I got that one. I'm already on page 96. Perhaps you'd care for these medallions. Oh, yes. Signifying your illustrious service. Actually, I think I'll take the plot of land and writing as he suggested. Yes, and I'll take the medallions. Okay, no, I reread the I reread this page again, and now I get it differently. I think what I can do is I can catch someone who's traveling oh, through so time. so boring. No, this is important. I can catch someone who's traveling through time, and I can steal their time magic, and then I can travel through time. Well, then you're being a douche to some time traveler. Maybe we can get the time traveler to take us back. Okay. Maybe we could ask him nicely. I don't know. Let's try it both ways. I'm always good with going both ways. Can I get my reward in beer? You would like the value of a plot of land in beer or the volume of a plot of land in beer? How much is more? Right. I shall order the brewmaster to find a number of vats equal to the volume of the plot of land oh i think you're a little too young for drinking beer seriously i don't like to be tied down oh nobody's asking you to tie it down you can just own this plot of land and lease it out to I'm make not money i'm certain we have a warehouse large enough for and being that. tied down has its advantages okay uh, seriously child appropriate it's well, also important to consider to that the beer might go bad it would be flat by the time you got to finish drinking all of it where would i find this records office well, it's sort of uh, just off the off to the side over there. Excuse me. You've there is uh, just a bunch of scrolls there d detailing uh, land ownership and the hidings and the tithes paid. Fook grabs one and brings it over for a signature. Agata follows him. Right, and... you can't have my house. Uh, uh, all right, it looked nice. Okay, Look, where's ours then? We we will process these. Uh, this is just. Well, we're kind of in a hurry. I didn't have them. We don't have a lot of time. There is an army of gnolls coming. Right. Well, we'll send our scouts out and see how long we have. To do the paperwork? Or do we have time? Because maybe if I steal time magic, we have all the time in the world. Can somebody hit him? I got a point. I'll do it. Thank you. Snakey smacks him upside the back of his head. Oh. As <laughs> he sort of jostled by the smack, the, the page turns and... The second half of the ritual details that it takes a week to cast. Uh, I got 
I gotta just keep dropping this book because every time I drop the book, it opens to a valuable page. Maybe you should learn how to turn pages. Oh, I'm getting through it in order, numerical order, page by page. But I'm gonna try one more thing. Try licking your fingers a little. Shh. Hank holds out the book and drops it on the floor. At this point, it just opens to the dedication. Oh no, it, it's it's done. I can't just keep dropping it and hope that. Wait, more that's secrets. your name. What? Oh, isn't that your name? To Hank Brody, whenever he may read this, I'm looking out for you, buddy. Time magic is weird. Who wrote it? I'm surprised that somebody actually likes him. Oh, that's also, maybe he saw his thighs. My family loves me very much. I somehow doubt that your family is the one who wrote this time travel book. Time magic is weird. Maybe my son... You know, maybe Luke grows up to be a magical time wizard. Well, maybe really we look at the title page and find out. Maybe he changed his name. I don't know. Fook licks his fingers and demonstrates how you turn a page. Crochek Sly is the name written. Sly. That's a, that last name sounds familiar, though. I mean, that's not my last name, and I don't think Luke would marry into a Sly family, because that would seem weird. What's your wife's maiden name? It's not Sly. Oh. So will you... Will you stay and help us defend ourselves? Yes, as soon as you sign this document, uh, proving that I own that plot of land. What about mine? Where's mine? Did you get mine? Oh, yep, two of them. There's Thanks. You can't own the temp... Look, we'll go through this. There's can't or won't. Wait, no. I have the one... I have the plots in mind. Then go pick them up. I... We can get... Fook we can get to pushing her that. out of her chair. <laughs> Gods, hand him. Uh, careful, he likes to be handed. The guards grab you by the shoulders and... Fook slips out of the robe. Right, somebody tell the clerk to just write up the papers now. Victory! The rest rest of you, will you stay and help us? Snaky, I know you're not always on the best terms, but... I'm bound to help the town, and once you're finally free of these gnolls, I am pacing out of here. I just want to be alone. How many many, um, people who can hold swords do you have in this place? Well, everybody can hold a sword. Whether or not they can use it is a different issue. Well, if we have to bring in all the villagers from the surrounding towns to shelter, there will be about 3,000 souls, perhaps? Mm. Well, I think that actually might I mean, about a third of that are children. Well, they can hold swords, I guess. They can can hold daggers better than us. And about a quarter of the remaining are very old. I can cast Enlarge on one of the children, and that'll count as an adult. Or cast Enlarge on the wall. Yes, that's probably better to cast Enlarge on the wall instead well, of the child. Well, I'm open to any ideas you may have. Okay, here's my idea. We rip out all the plumbing in the city. Okay, how about we then... stop listening to his ideas? So I always use the iron to reinforce the walls. We need the metals. So you all plan into the night and offer your own solutions, and over the next few days, as you were awaiting this almost inevitable attack, they bring in... Everyone they can from these surrounding villages, they, the refugees are streaming in. Scouts are bringing back information. The army appears to have been reorganizing itself and hasn't quite gone on the move yet. Fook spends his time training soldiers as something that he doesn't remember doing, but he seems to be strangely good at. Agata spends her time metalworking to reinforce the walls and set up booby traps for people trying to scale the walls. Hank hurries back to his workshop where he's been preparing the spell 
For a moment, his hand lingers over his plans for a better plumbing system for the city. He seems torn, but finally he does pick up the book for the spell. Makes his preparations for the week-long ritual. Snakey resentfully teaches people how to use a bow and arrow. Snakey is able to teach people the basics of firing bows and arrows. They don't really have to hit a bullseye. They have to hit a massed target. So simply getting distance is what she's teaching them. So it's not finesse so much as with. So it's, it's a bit easier to pick up. So they are able to get the basics of it. The Fletchers are making arrows as fast as they can. Hey, guys, I just had an idea. So I've spent months and months learning how to paint. What if I painted a really awesome, really well-built catapult? Ooh, having a siege engine on our side might be very useful. Or perhaps a trebuchet, which is a more advanced version of a catapult. Ooh, yes, I've seen them. I could, I could give you a rough outline so you could design around it. Okay, let's do that. It's like, it's like a slingshot version of a Yeah, catapult. I'm not listening to you. I'm going to pay attention to Fook. Yes, because I've actually used them in battle. I read books. Yes, we've learned how effective you are at changing, turning pages. They're, they're good books. And so they settle down and they design their, their trebuchet. And she paints it into the air. I wonder where Susan is. Oh, yes, I forgot. I can cast Steve again. And suddenly there's a celestial dog in the middle of the room. On the same day that Fook is able to cast steve back into the world a snake manages to wind its way through the bars of the portcullis and finds its way up to snaky it's susan susan give me one hank breathes a huge sigh of relief i didn't kill you actually i think you did i think this is just a new susan it, as far as anyone is concerned, I did not kill your snake. Susan angrily hisses in Hank's direction. All that ends well is well. To be fair, Susan, that's how we all feel about him. He turned us in the day we met him. To the gods, almost got us killed. You turned us into the gods? I stand by that decision. He did. You don't, oh, you're right. You don't remember that. Here, give me your shield. Oh, yes. Uh, I gotta add to the shield that Hank turned them in as soon as he met them. Oh, you douchebag. Susan wraps her the end of her tail around a beer mug and begins to drink. It's been about six days. You've done your best. The painted trebuchet of many colors is complete. The basics of melee combat have been taught to those farmers who they're carrying sickles and other pitchforks and other farm implements. The blacksmiths didn't quite have the manpower to make any more weapons than that. Some of them have spears. Not many have very good weapons. And the sigils on the floor of the Temple of Kronos have day by day grown stronger. They start, they've started slightly to glow, each day getting brighter and brighter. And now, everyone, remember, uh, if you hear the church bell ringing, that just, that's your sign to uh, abandon ship because we're, we're just not going to survive this. So hopefully you won't hear it. Where should we run to? Ooh, just away. Very far away, because as we understand it, uh, in the future, if this goes badly, uh, the surrounding area kind of gets decimated for a while. Now, I've had some thoughts about that. Oh, have you? Uh, you've Who are you? We, we met earlier. I'm, uh, I'm Daryl. Uh, Ooh, that name sounds familiar. Yes, I've been in a drunken stupor most of the week after my, my boyfriend died. It's the guy you were hitting on, remember? Oh, yes. That was very inappropriate. Eh, well, it might happen again. But if we survive, 
Maybe I'll throw you a pity one. Works for me. To you, it's all history, but were you part of that history? Perhaps by your very presence, things have changed. Well, I'm sure we, we never had this large, multicolored contraption. Is time a flat circle that can never be changed? Well, this thing might have existed and then uh, got destroyed in the battle. Well, no, so time is a river that's very wet, and but it goes in circles, and that's why clocks are round. I've heard that it's timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly type stuff. Nope, just wet. Wet circles. I thought dreams were like a river, ever-changing as they flow. That's not what my book said. And the dream is just a vessel who must follow where it goes. I oh, thought love was like a flower that turns to seed. Oh, that sounds familiar. Right. Well, um, I, for one, have not given up hope. Too many have died already. Many more certainly will, but they must be stopped. We must save what we have here. For we have is too important to us. Uh, I'm not much for speeches, but that wasn't a great one. I mean, um, do your best. But uh, from our perspective, you are already dead. So um, even if you survive, you'll die before the present because you just don't live that long. But uh, P.S. to all of us who are from the future uh, and anyone who wants to go to the future... If you see the church bells ringing, go to the Temple of Kronos. I might be able to work a thing out. Yes. Well, how many do you think you might be able to bring? Could maybe a few thousand? I'm I'm really learning as I go, so. Uh, but you certainly know the warning of the, of the the grand plan, the raising that they, that they seek to spill enough innocent blood to raise their demon lord. Yes, and as far as we're concerned, um, that kind of took care of itself at one point in our past, and a new city was built. Yeah, it's real nice of you, too. They got the, well, the transit could use some work. They did say that... Government could use some work. He Policing didn't. could use some work. Oh, my goodness. Infrastructure could use some done? work. Are you done? Pox. Jeez. Snakey, can you smack him upside the head for me again? Got it. Snakey smacks him. So he said that uh, you need to spill enough innocent blood. So the... Oh, so you think we should corrupt all these people? Corrupt every single one of them. Hello, my name is Fook. Agata sits down, pours herself a beer, sits beside uh, uh, Susan the snake and goes, here's hoping we survive, Susan. Susan clinks her glass. Cheers. Wait, uh, you're the cleric. Uh, how do you make someone not innocent? I don't know. I heal their bodies and don't even like doing that very much. You're not good at the thing you do. I'm very good at the thing I do. I just don't like doing it. Well, I don't think we're on board for anything that will taint our souls. Why? <laughs> Snakey's obviously a little bit tipsy already. I slow, Some say love is like a hunger, an endless aching need. I remembered it. It's a, it's a very good song. <sighs> I could get out my, my lute and play. I uh, gotta leans down to Susan. Does she always sing like this when she's drunk? Wait, how much more time do you need for the, your spell? It's just one more day. I'm so close. I got most of the stuff already figured out. I'm just you know, dampening out the time stream is basically the, the metaphor I would use. And you are uh, gay lumberjack. Uh, have we heard back from any of the scouts about movements of their forces? Well, today's scouts haven't come back in yet, but they're expected upon the dust. Ooh, they're not going to get their scouting badge. They're probably dead. Well, then they, they won't care. They came back yesterday. That was hopeful. Well, did those ones see any sign of the 
Do you have a final forces? No. Okay. But they maybe didn't find them at the camp? Oh, so they'd moved on somewhere. But they didn't. What route were these things taking? Because uh, there's kind of a direct route between that camp and here. Right. Uh, they seem to have dispersed. Ooh, that seems ominous. That, that seems encouraging. No. Well, perhaps the scouts tonight will have more news. And as time passes and night falls, a few scouts from the south come in and they've seen nothing, but no others do. Told you, they're dead. They're coming from the north. And the east and the west cover all the walls but the south. Maybe one guy on the south, just to be sure. Uh, uh, why don't you leave this sort of thing to me? Uh, I go back to my spell. A sleepless night passes as everyone stands upon the wall ready for a battle that never comes. The dawn comes and people relax and take another breath as another day rises. Snakey, promise me that if things do go bad that you will run. Look, I learned your name. That's rare for me. It is. It's actually very, very, very rare that he remembers it. It's not even written on his shield. No, no, it isn't. But remember the last time you made a promise and how it kind of like defines your whole life? And then you constantly be like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. Hey, don't talk her out of surviving. Seriously. I hate to say it. Hank's right. Damn it. Oh, I made my last promise. Thank you, douchebag. I want to stick around so we can keep the snake. She's still nice. As the sun rises in the sky, you hear what sounds like thunder, but there's not a cloud to be seen. And so it begins. That's never good. Well, thunder's sometimes good. Sometimes it's me casting a spell. Yeah, but that's, this is not our thunder, and there is not a cloud in the sky, so it's obviously the bad guys. To the trebuchet! Yes. You can see for about a mile across as the cleared fields and farms that support the town have no trees, but at the edge of that, there's forest in every direction. And from the forest, from every direction, sound of... the south. From every direction. They hadn't quite gotten around yet. You hear the sound of drums. We're either going to be attacked or there's a really awesome party ha gonna happen. Battle stations, everybody. Red alert. Fook is manning the walls, standing on a bar stool. Already exhausted from spending the entire night on the walls, they man every parapet, every rampart, staring for any sign of movement from the edge of the trees, and nothing comes, and the night begins to fall, and the drumming just gets louder. As the day goes on, uh, Fook forces half of the men to nap. Okay. So that we have some people who are strengthened for the night. As the first stars come out, as the moon begins to rise, just at the stroke of midnight, a huge flaming bale of hay is launched out of the woods and lands about 20 feet in front of the wall. The flames begin to spread as each individual sprig of hay lights a fire, and suddenly the, somehow, almost magically, there is a ring of fire around the town. And the horde, the host of gnolls, begins uncharacteristically to slowly march towards you, illuminated by the giant wall of fire. Do we see any sign of their catapult yet? You don't, 
but it seems like trees have fallen in the forest. Let's aim the trebuchet that way, and let's start starting some fires. Fook stands on the top of the wall, surrounded by young boys that he's recruited who are the fastest of the groups, so that they can run and send his orders all around this, the village. Snakey lines up her archers and has them set the pitch alight. So as the horde gets ever closer, a row of archers stands upon the parapet, arrows alight, waiting for the order to let loose. Hank checks on the progress of his ritual. You don't want to go too far because it's gotten very bright. It's You feel like it's nearly done. The row of archers, the perhaps 200 archers that you've been able to train, let loose their arrows and they fly, leaving flaming streaks along the sky. And the front rank of gnolls attacking from the north falls. And... Their bodies are almost like torches on the battlefield, illuminating mortals who step over the first line. Agata aims the trebuchet towards the closest tree line to the walls, sets her flaming pitch on fire, and launches the trebuchet. Basically, the firebomb that you launch doesn't quite make it to the target that you had set for it, but it does explode in front, so you have a very clear view of the area of the battlefield that you launched it at. Everyone, soldiers to the gates, soldiers to the walls, wake up everyone who's sleeping because it is not a time to rest. This is a time of nightmares, not dreams. Ooh, that sounded quite good. Did someone write that down? Hank, seeing the lackluster performance of the trebuchet on its first attempt, runs towards it and decides it needs a little bit of a boost. He casts Enlarge to double the size of the trebuchet and also the capacity of its payload. From the direction in which the flaming hay bale came uh, to launch the firewall, a large group of what seems to be carrying a giant battering ram from what seems to be the two arms of the catapults that you destroyed lashed together are charging out. Agata! Agata! Battering ram! Take it out! And you! Whatever your name is, get back to your magic! I'm Hank, and I, I did the magic just now. Whatever, no, just spell. listen! The other spell! Oh, yeah, I'm working on that, too. I can do two things. Shut up! On it, Fook! Thank Agata you. Agata turns the trebuchet towards the target. This The result is even less inspiring than the one previous. The firebomb is launched about ten feet in front of the wall. Um, Agata, go get some orange slices. You, Lumberjack, you're on trebuchet duty. Yeah, and do you even know how to do the thing you painted? Go work on your spell. I'm working on the spell, too. I can also criticize. It's two things at once. No, I got it, Fook. I can do this. This is... I, this. Uh, Snakey points their archers in the direction of the uh, battering ram. Loose! Because there's such concentrated fire, all of the carriers of the battering ram fall. And many around as well. Keep an eye on it. Others might pick it up. More and more gnolls are streaming out of the forest. They're picking up speed. They're getting closer and closer to that wall of fire. Everyone get your weapons. Man the top of the wall. They can't come over. Daryl, standing beside the trebuchet, says, I think I'm going to take command here. Agatha is able to get off one last shot before Daryl takes command and... This time it does clear the wall, it does clear the wall of fire, and manages to hit the front rank of gnolls who are advancing on the gate, 
taking out a portion of them. Nicely done, Daryl. That was me, Fook. That was me. Damn it. Snakey knocks her bow and joins the archers on the wall. She casts Hail of Thorns. As another round of arrows is loosed, snakeys seem to multiply in the air, taking out even more of the gnolls as they're advancing. There's a, there's a gap in the line. Suck it, suck it, suck it, do it, yeah! And meanwhile, back at the Temple of Kronos, some interesting things are happening. The, the air takes on almost a metallic taste. All the hairs on Hank's head go straight up. He's got goosebumps all over his body, and water starts to bubble. Oh, geez, this is the biggest spell I ever cast. I hope it goes good. Cross my fingers. He gets a little shock as he tries to move his fingers around. Like, there's a lot of static electricity in the air. I didn't think this was a lightning spell. It's supposed to be time. Shouldn't it be, like, slow or fast or clicky, ticky? There's an odd thing happening as he does that. As he says the word slow to himself and to no one else around because there's no one there, it comes out as slow. And the word fast goes fast. The fabric of time itself is bending and warping and snapping back like a rubber band in that room. Meanwhile, out on the parapet, the first knolls have broken into a run. There's a dramatic scene as they reach the wall as the flames... First, 40 feet into the air and then part, allowing them to pass. Fook casts hold person on one of them while they reach the wall, hoping that they'll burn before they get through. It, one of the knolls suddenly jerks as though it's been grabbed from behind and isn't able to move through. So it gets bumped and jostled and wants to fall, but it keeps getting hit by every knoll that goes behind it until one of them just sticks a sword right through his back. One down. Fook then turns to the other soldiers on the wall, seeing how nervous they are and how inexperienced they are, and he casts Bless to give three of them a better chance in the upcoming battle. And the young farm boys appear thankful to have you there. But the gnolls have reached the walls. And they're throwing anchors with ropes attached to them and starting to climb. Cut down the anchors. If they come too close to the top, cut them down. Men, women, this is our day. Agata aims the trebuchet towards the thickest horde of gnolls outside the wall and fires. Again, a section of the gnolls are taken out. It doesn't quite hit the main body, it doesn't, but you take out about 20 of these gnolls with your firebomb. Ooh, Agata, that was well done. Thanks, practice makes perfect, right? You should have practiced before the battle, but still, yes, nice. I was busy painting it. Seriously. Excuse me, I'm going to kill some people now. There's a knoll behind you. Ooh. To your left. Got him. There are knolls everywhere. They have reached the walls. The townspeople and the farmers are doing their best to hold them back. The archers are basically firing nearly at point-blank range as they try to take down knolls climbing up the walls. There are gnolls at the gates just pounding on it. And Reinforce the gates! You can see in the distance that some are picking up the battering ram that they had dropped. Snakey, the battering ram! Copy that. Snakey uh, points their archers in the direction of the battering ram. Once again, a hail of arrows takes out the carriers of the battering ram. It has moved slightly forward and then is dropped. 
Agata, having drawn her sword in case any gnolls breach the walls and try and stop the trebuchet, turns it and aims for the battering ram to take it out permanently. The trebuchet launches its missile and just misses the battering ram, but does roll through a, a row of gnolls as they tried to pick it up. God damn it, seriously, Helm, you could help me out just a little bit. At this point, from the edge of the forest, you see a catapult moving forward, but it, it appears to be dragged by a group of the cultists who are being whipped now by some larger gnolls holding flails. And this thing is, in the scoop of it, there is a large flaming object that is launched into the sky. Fook sees it coming and yells, Incoming! Agata, seeing the giant flaming object coming towards the city, launches a fireball to cause an, to blow it up over the city instead of it allowing it to hit its target. The fireball explodes just beside the large object. It pushes it off course. Fook is running at this point, moving towards it as quickly as possible. And when he gets has, when it's almost about to touch the ground. He disappears into a silvery mist. What he does next, he knows, is probably going to destroy his favorite object in the entire world. But he opens up the bag of holding in front of him as he reappears directly in front of this giant flaming missile. Just as it is about to hit the tavern, the giant flaming missile disappears into the bag of holding. And you can feel the bag stretch under its power, and suddenly a giant puff of smoke escapes, and the bag of holding disintegrates in your hand. Oh no, I have nowhere left to poop, he says as he strikes the ground hard. All the poop that fell out of the bag is thrown into the air, <laughs> covering all those around him. Fook lies broken and battered on the ground, but he's not out yet. The gnolls have started to get over the top. The farm boys who are fighting are doing so bravely. The city guards who have some more training are trying to rally them, but they're falling back. They're doing their best, thanks to the training they received from Fook, to perform an organized retreat to the interior lines of defense. And the archers are taking out those that they can, but you have lost the walls. Uh, Agata, in one last desperate attempt, turns the trebuchet in the direction of the catapult. The large stone you had loaded doesn't hit the main body of the of the large catapult, but it does take off one of the wheels. It will not be able to move any further towards you. Seeing that the walls have been breached, seeing that the town seems like it's going to be lost, Fook climbs to his feet in the poopy square that he has found himself in starts running towards the walls and when he sees snake he yells use your bow and ring the fucking bell it's time to get out of here snakey winks at fook and draws her bow and shoots an arrow at the bell a resounding gong that sounds through the battle and all are able to hear it the signal for retreat has been sounded but underneath that bell within the temple Something's very, very strange is happening. Hank is waving his hands in front of him, seeing both the trail of the past hand and the future hand in front of him, and he's tripping out. 
as he starts from the left, he has a hand of a baby. As it goes over to the right, it's the hand of a very old man. And finally, a skeletal hand. And which he brings it back to the baby hand and then too far and then tries to get it in the middle. He's really trying to get it at the right hand spot. The circle of sigils that he has on the floor begins to arc energy around it from the various points. The circle itself pushes light up. And there is a bright, blinding flash. Hank can't see for a moment. and His eyes need time to adjust. But as they do, he sees a figure in the center of the circle. Um, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. There is a tiefling warlock standing in front of him. I think I seen you in the book one time. Give me your time magic now. Hank is marching on the tiefling, staff pointed forward, pretending like he has a lot of threatening magics. Aren't you a plumber? You, you don't know that. Hank covers his badge that <laughs> points out his job. You're, what, what are you going to do? Press to digitate me? You are but a human clog, and I undo clogs every day. I am insulted by that. I am a tiefling, sir. Okay, I'm going to try a new approach here. Uh, I have a whole village of people who are about to get destroyed by, like, gnolls and demons and stuff, and we need out of here with your time magic. Oh, right, yeah, you and me. We can definitely get out of here. I maybe need a couple more. How many more? Uh, a couple? Like, like I would two. say somewhere between maximum four. Three and a thousand. Is four okay? Is four including is, me. Oh, is including you? Yes. Uh no. Knowles, you say? That seems like a dilly of a pickle. Well, I'll be seeing you. And he's reaching into his robes for a, for a scroll. God damn it. You're making me do this. Hank tries to grapple him. <laughs> yes. oh, I knew exactly that you would be doing this. <laughs> Krochek's wrists break as he tries to put his hands up to, uh, to uh, stop the arms of Hank getting around him. Yeah, hey, a little weakling tiefling. I'll hold you down. I'll make you punch your face. Yeah, you're just the big bully. I'm not a bully. I just, <laughs> this is very important. This is important to all of us. Hank is pinning the tiefling down, covering his mouth with his hand, making sure he can't do any magics, and reaching to try to grab the scroll from him. Wait, wait, okay, okay. Maybe I got off on the wrong foot with you. I still can only take four people. Well, three people. We'll see if my new friend and her snake wants to come. Remember, that's including me. So, yeah, your friend Snake, uh, snakes aren't covered. Maybe it'll count. So, meanwhile, the gnolls are streaming over. The bell is now ringing, and the people are falling back. But because the gnolls are coming from every direction, there seems to be no escape. Agata, armed with her sword and hearing the bell for retreat and remembering what Fook said, fights her way to the temple through the massive array of chaos and gnolls that are pouring in. So Fook is standing in the blood of farmers trying to defend two young warriors who are standing behind him who very short time ago were, were farm workers. He's, his beard is matted with blood. He's, he's stumbling backwards and he yells to the boys, go to the temple, perhaps we can defend it. And he follows them, slashing at gnolls as he goes. Snakey shoots an arrow into the wall of the temple, and along with the remaining archers, ziplines 
down using her bow. Snakey leads them on, sliding on top of the rope as they all zip line down. It is inspiring to the point that they get a sense of hope that maybe all is not lost with someone like this leading them. Fook and his farmers burst into the front temple doors, huffing and puffing and bleeding heavily. Oh, hey guys, says Hank as he's tangled up with a tiefling on the altar. Agata appears in front of the open temple doors, holding back two knolls. She slashes one's head off and pierces the other one with her sword, pulls it out, turns towards Fook and says, Hey. Nicely done. No, that flirting's great, but I mean, I got a ta- powerful time wizard here. You might want to speed this up. You guys see the spitting image of Maldar. Ah! Maldar! Um, no. Uh, my name is Krochek. There's two of them? There's one of me. Wait, where's Snakey? <clears throat> Here. Oh, hello. I got these losers with me. Oh. All right, so have you figured out the time magic to get this whole group of people out of here? Hank presents the scroll while not letting go of Krochek. Fook slams the doors and is starting to move pews up against it to block entrance. On the outside... The gnolls are slaughtering the inhabitants. Oh, shit. Rounding them up, killing as many as they can find. And the there walks a single knoll through the middle of the chaos to the exact center of town. Use your scroll. Save uh, as many as you can. There might be fewer tickets on this trip than we were hoping for. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, if this guy's not lying, it takes four. Yeah, this isn't really a, a mass transit kind of thing. Like, uh, I hear you guys have this whole knoll problem. I mean, it can't can't be that bad, can it? Oh, yes, it can. Yes, they seek to raise the demon lord. Uh, demon lord, you say? Yes. Why, what? What do you know about demon lords? I know a few things. Um, yeah, but it's, I mean, these being knolls, would this be, um, would this be... You know who? Yeah, exactly him. This this might be awkward. <laughs> you're you're going to laugh. We're going to laugh about this later. I really well, doubt that. Three of us. Um I I kind of know him as a, as it's 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 grandpa. Well, can wait, what? Mm. Can can you stop your grandfather from showing up here? They're doing a raising, right? Yes. There's maybe um like I don't I just do it. Just get to the point. We don't have long. They're battering at the door. Spill it, small man. Okay, okay. Well, maybe maybe uh, the blood of the innocent can be counteracted by the blood of the tainted. Oh, I think there's very one big tainted person right here. She yes. looks right at... Yeah, the snaky and, lady. And Fook looks directly at Hank. No, <laughs> no, not not Hank. The Moldar, what's it, crow cheek... Whatever well, you're just guy. being racist. No, yeah, no, he's a half demon. Does seem racist though. No, he's half demon. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't how much a bad more guy. corrupted can you get than half demon? Well, I've done some bad things in my life. But you're not half demon by birth. So mathematically, he just told, said the told, big demon told, is his grandfather, so he's corrupted. corrupted. Yeah, also, I kind of did some things to get this. We don't need to talk Wait, about it. So, can you do this without dying? No. Are you willing to die? Yes. Yes, yes. He's he's demonic. Fook goes over to him, puts a puts a hand on his shoulder and says, "You don't have to do this." Thank you. I won't. And then Fook buries a dagger in his chest. 
It won't be much use to you if I'm not out there. Oh, Fook lays hands on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I slipped there. Why would we want to heal him? Take him outside and stab him. Doesn't quite work like that. Um, can I need my hands? Wait, so what do you have to do? He's lying, Fook. This is our only chance. We have no, we have no one else we can trust you. Don't trust the demon who's trying to save Well, what else are we going to do, Agatha? Okay, fine. Does it, well, either that or do any of you know power word kill? No, so what? So we need to get your hands working again. Everyone, search the temple. Perhaps there's some magic hidden here. Hank is reading feverishly over the scroll, hoping that he can slip out before the situation gets worse. He still wants to go home to his family. Fook searches the room, looking for any potions, any scrolls, anything magic. He finds sort of buried under something there of Tome of Healing. But Hank, while he's trying to read it, sort of bumps into a bookcase behind him as he's turning around with it, and something falls out, a little chest. What the hell? I've just been bumping into a lot lately, but clumsiness seems to work for me, so open the chest. Click. And Fook throws the Book of Healing to Agata. Inside the chest are a pair of bracers with the symbol of the god Lithander. I don't know what these do, but you might as well try them on. What, are they like holy splints or something? We'll find that out. That sounds ridiculous. We will find out. Just put them on. Okay, maybe it was ridiculous. He puts on the bracers and his wrists snap back in and the bones reform. Seriously, Hank, what is this about you bumping into things? If I knew, I would do it more purposefully. All right, well, those front doors sound like they're coming down. Look... I'm sorry that I can't really save everybody. We don't have time to talk about this. You have to get out there and cast your power word kill. Well, I kind of had a speech or anything, but fine, whatever. He steps to the door, seeing that he's blocked by a horde of gnolls. He casts Circle of Death. Ooh. (laughs) And in a 60-foot radius, all of the gnolls dropped to the ground, dead. Cool. We could have used that about, I don't know, 200 villagers ago. Yeah, the guy who you're going to send off to his death is real useful now. I want the record to show that I subdued him by force. Hank. I'm that, I'm that cool. Hank, while he's out there, begin casting the spell. I'm already doing it. Outside, the leader of the gnolls has begun an incantation that causes a great crack in the earth. The blood of the innocence that has been spilled seems to run towards it like it's a drain as it spills into the crack fire comes out of it and a great hand reaches up though anyone looking into it would see teeth pointing out of a mouth and the tiefling screws up his courage takes a walks to the center casts a spell and the flind is dead Takes a breath, looks back, mutters, something about those guys just really makes me hate them. He jumps into the hole, casting power word kill as a flash of energy explodes. The entire town is sucked into the center of this hole at the very moment that Hank reads out the words of the scroll. At the last moment, as everyone seems to be starting to get affected by the spell, Fook steps backwards and says, enough innocents have died today. 
and pushes forward one of the farm boys into his place. Oh. As the magic is really starting to stir around the room and books and pages start flying, you hear Fook yell, It's only a thousand years. You still might see me yet. Agata, seeing Fook push the child into the circle in his stead, lunges towards Fook, grabbing by him by the shoulders and spinning, attempting to change places. As Fook attempts to sacrifice himself to save the life of a child, he is pushed back into the circle of magic, and Agata is left behind in what is now the ruins of Aberique. It's how it was meant to be, Fook. I hate her so much. And spell done. From a distance, on a hill overlooking the plain, the Grand Imperial Army that had been observing the battle begins to move towards the smoldering ruins. Somewhere outside of time and space, Hank Brody, Fook Wimbles, Snakey, and a small child find themselves in a white void. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Joanna Houghton as a god of the cleric, Scott Thrower as Boop the Paladin, Lee Cameron as Snakey the Ranger, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, themed by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com, and don't forget to like, rate, and share. Thanks for listening. Here's the shield says, um, trust Agatha, trust Agatha, trust Agatha.